Hello and welcome again to another episode of Union Sharks Podcast. I was going to say something stupid, but I decided not to. Okay. Um, so to start off, we'll start with the meme of the week. Um, Lemonhead, would you like to? <laughs> Lemonhead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I totally mixed our days together there. Anyways, Lemon Shark, would you like to describe the meme for us, please? Yes, I would love to. One second, let me pull it up real quick. So, um, oh, there it is. Okay, so there's this caption where it's like, uh, friend one says, what is your favorite trilogy? And other people say, Star Wars, me, Lord of the Rings. And also, but then it turns to me. And there's like this, how is it called? Like a news headline where it's like, at some sort of school, the headline says, the student attacked by seagull. Then the next day it says seagull attacked by student. The third one, angry seagull strike back. <laughs> quite the, quite the um, uh, what's it called? Escalation of events. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering if it, is it the same seagull or did it like get its friends? <laughs> it started like a little war between the students and yeah. the seagull. Yeah, I, have, I have heard that crows will like remember people's faces and they'll like tell the crows to like. Go after that person if you piss them off. Yeah. So maybe seagulls do the same. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know if they're that smart, though. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I would, I would imagine them being the smart birds of the bunch, but hey, yeah. you know, I guess. <laughs> well, they, they might be similar to pigeons where they're controlled by the government. Oh. Yeah, there's... Uh, cameras disguises pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for that. We'll make sure to share that in the description. Uh, before we start, any news? Anything we should bring up? Mm, nothing I can think of, really. Okay. Business as usual. No, no, I thought you could think of. All right. <clears throat> All right, we'll start off with the first topic. Um, so my topic, I actually didn't tell you guys before we started, but it was, so I just finished the fourth season of Castlevania on Netflix. And I wanted to hear you guys' opinion, not on the show, because um, I'm pretty sure, I, I think I showed you guys a couple clips, but didn't watch it with me. Um, it's pretty explicit. There's... Um, some nudity and everything, and kind of like Game of Thrones. But I was thinking Ooh. more of the... <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I, I guess I have to watch it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's pretty gory. And I wanted to hear your guys' opinions on when do you think shows or series are kind of going over the top with gore? Like, um, when they're not being realistic or a certain setting um where they're fighting like what what situations do you think there's a good amount of gore and or it might be just over the top mm-hmm. no i'd say like what i <laughs> know oh, go ahead what about mortal combat or <laughs> I was going to say Mortal Kombat comes to mind. <laughs> oh. That's kind of his thing, though, so I don't mind it too much with that. But uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I guess my thought process is, like, it depends on how much, how frequently the gore pops up. Like, um, I guess it depends on the show, too, but I feel like if it's just, like, all over the place and it's kind of, like, edgy and just, like, intense, but then again, it depends on what type of show you're watching. So if it's a more violent show, then of course, it's probably more gore, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like for me, it depends on walls being shown, I guess. Want to say that again? For me, it depends on like walls being shown and what it's happening to. Okay, so there was this, uh, these things called Biox. They were kind of like a mix between a book and a movie that were coming out a few years ago. Uh, the kind of a really freaky one called Little Horrors. It came out around Halloween. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have you heard of that one? 
Well, there's actually a game called Little Horrors, and I wonder if they're related because I, I I don't know about the what you're talking about, but I wonder if they're related. Are you thinking Little Nightmares? Oh yeah, I'm thinking that actually. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say I know the game series you're talking about, but um, no, this one was. It was like set in a world where little kids have to uh, like find a safe house every night or else they'll get eaten by monsters. Mm-hmm. So, and if they're eaten, then they get wiped from existence. Like they disappear out of photographs, their families forget who they are. So, like, as part of it, you can insert yourself in the story. So, you're running around with your. You're running with your little brother trying to get to a safe house and then the boogeyman catches up to you. And it's like, it describes how with his claw, he slits your little brother's throat and this big red like cut started carving through the page. I was like, okay, no thank you. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it bothers me a lot more when gore is inflicted on children or uh, pregnant women. Uh-huh. So, because like, Hammer and I have played, well, all three of us have played Doom, and we love that game. Because, you know, we're just chainsawing demons in half, and it's like, whatever, they're demons. But it, <laughs> if we're playing a game where we're like ripping human beings in half, then I start to get uncomfortable with it. Well, then, would you think it's okay if the demons made a video game for themselves and they were killing humans? It'd probably be okay. Well, they'd probably be better off doing that than actually killing humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <The> media. <laughs> Imagine the media for that. Demons would rather kill virtual humans than real ones. <laughs> so, so for kind of going off that though, then for a situation kind of like Doom and how they kill things, you wouldn't want to see that with humans. But with like a game that's called destroy all humans the i don't know if you're if you remember that game oh yeah remade it you're you would be more okay with that because it's not that type of same level i guess yeah like you're not chainsawing people in half or ripping their heads off okay okay or beheading them yeah or cutting them open and pulling their heart out yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) well so the reason why I thought about this topic, uh, I mean, obviously I, I mentioned the Castlevania, but it also made me think of some other, um, other series. Like one that's kind of more infamous, in, at least in the anime world, is called Blood Sea, and I believe it's about vampires. But um, there's also kind of just demons that eat humans and everything. And I really feel they kind of go over the top and. They're just trying to be edgy. Like, there's this one scene where there's these giant demons that they have kind of like a marble bag, if you guys remember those. Um, can be weird right now. Like a oh. coin pouch, like in a medieval setting. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's humans inside, just like a bunch of them, and they would take one out and kind of rip it in half and eat it, or uh, drink all the blood. Oh, so it's and like I- a snack bag? Oh, what? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's so much more blood coming out of that body than what that body has. Yeah, and you've been around actual cadavers, so. Yeah, and I'm like, you're you're pushing it, like you're you're just being trying to be, oh blood, I love blood, I'm cool. <laughs> um, but. I, don't know, I can ask Lemon about this actually, because um, he's actually watched Game of Thrones. You know, how would you say the level of gore in that show is? You know, do they do a pretty good job? Or yeah, I feel like it fits the setting. Like it wasn't out of place. Like the whole point of that show is to show like how messed up like politics in the world was in the medieval times. You know. So I feel like it fit that story and that type of thing. But I feel like it does have its place. It depends on what type of show you're trying to tell. I feel like 
I don't really like gore if it's like played off for comedic effect or for edgy effect, but if it's like to show like realism or like or um trying to get across or try to I don't know shock the audience, but like not overdoing it, you know. Like I feel like it has its place. Like for example, okay. if you're watching like a war movie and like a bunch of people get shot, you know, you want to see how it actually how it actually happened and like how dirty and messed up war is and. I always feel like showing gore realistically is almost better because then, because in like all these Marvel shows, you see it, you see all these people getting thrown around and like beat up, but they don't act hurt, hurt that much. But in real life, people get like broken bones, and it's like not pretty. Like broken bones go through skin, and people getting you know. And I feel like it's good to show like the, um, the cost of violence or the effects of violence realistically in certain media. But it also depends on what type of story you're trying to tell too. You know. Uh-huh. So what you guys would say, at least in like in the first alien movie, when the chest burster comes out, the alien pops out, that would be like a pretty good level. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point of the movie is to be a horror and horror is supposed to like shock you. And it's not like there's gore happening all around the place for the sake of gore. Like the reason why it stuck out so much is that that's the first thing that happened within like, that's the first like really bloody moment in like, well, like an hour or like 45 minutes at least of just like them walking around, you know, and whatnot. So. Yeah. It actually is a pretty long movie or slow movie, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I, I prefer like to have like those intense gory moments rather like fewer in between because it stands out more. Uh-huh. Like if it, if your show, if your TV or the movie is like having gore all the time, then it gets kind of desensitizing, you know. But if like you have like a normal a normal thing, but then all of a sudden like a really gory moment happens, it really stands out, you know. All yeah. right. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me on this topic, and <laughs> I guess we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, Lemon, would you like to introduce yours? Yes, I would love to. So. Recently, I discovered this uh, video game or indie video game that's being developed right now called Death Death Trash, and it's basically like a uh, spirit or a spiritual successor of Fallout. Like the fans, the fans of like the original Fallout, or decided to get together and create like their own their own version of Fallout, basically, and it looks pretty cool. But I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on like indie video games and what's your experience with indie games has been um pretty good honestly like i feel like indie games are kind of your local market compared to a big chain store like walmart or target okay yeah that's a good way to put it yeah like um you find it doesn't have as big of a selection but you will find stuff that people put their heart and soul into and it's really appealing in that way you know like um well some of the big ones of course are shantae shovel knight hollow knight and you know for um lemon and i we played bloodstained and absolutely loved it you mean me yeah sorry not lemon hammer (laughs) okay yeah i don't remember playing yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, Okay, I guess yeah. just different levels of indie indiness, indiness. <laughs> yeah, like it. It was funded by a Kickstarter. It's just, it was started by a guy that helped develop Castlevania. Oh, so, so I guess it's kind of like a the big developer, but small budget. Oh, I see. I thought like it was the same team that did Castlevania. Okay, that makes more sense. Pretty cool because. Uh, the guys that own Castlevania, I think it's Konami, told him that, oh, people don't want to play stuff like that anymore. So he said, I'll prove them wrong! And <laughs> made a big pitch for it, and it became the most funded Kickstarter in history for at least a few months. <laughs> so, and That's yeah, true. he came out with a really good video game. He was the one that developed uh, Symphony of the Night, which is supposed to be one of the best Castlevania games ever made. Yep, that one's fun. So possibly one of the greatest games ever. But um yeah, that's been a big success when they're making a second one now. What I like about indie games is I feel like they take a lot more risks than some AAA studios do nowadays. So you get 
more creative content. Yeah, definitely. I like the. Um, yeah, I like how they take risks. So like a lot of the AAA games feel like they have to play it safe because they have to like appeal to a larger audience. But indie games are like appeal, appeal to like more niche audiences, so you get more in, in, intriguing experiences. Yeah, like I remember, I think it was a few months ago. Actually, we were talking about it when we were all in college together, the good old days. Um, yeah, the Angry Joe show did a thing on this new indie game. We were like a cyberpunk investigator trying to figure out a paranormal mystery. So, and the reason that they brought it up was because there was like an outcry. The main character was really, really busty. And the developers said like, well, we don't care. Like, this is how we designed her. This is the story we want to tell. We're not going to censor it because we don't feel like we have a reason to. So, and it was kind of like, yeah, because I think a lot of AAA studios sort of been like, oh, okay, okay, we don't want to hurt our bottom line. That's about <laughs> indie guys are like, we don't care. Screw you guys. We do what we want. Yeah, I just feel like the indie games always have like more intriguing like stories to tell. And like more interesting experiences. For example, I think my favorite indie games have been uh, Senua's Sacrifice, I think it's called. Yeah, it's the, the Viking girl or like the Celtic chick with mental illness and also Subnautica. Like those oh, games Hellblade. are like... Yeah, Hellblade, yeah, that one. That was an indie game? Like, yeah, it's kind of like a... It wasn't like a triple-A game, huh. it was like a double-A. It was like made by 10 people, I think. 10 or 20. It's like a small, small team. But I think it's like really cool how they're actually trying to push, like create, push and do more creative stuff. And I remember those are the ones that kind of stick with me more than these like random AAA games that just pump out, trying to pump out cash, you know? Yeah. But that's that same thought though. Like it's it's kind of nice having like the high quality, high qualityness of AAA games. Like sometimes indie games can be kind of lower quality, I guess. Or a lot of heart, but not a lot of. Stuff, yeah, but polish, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, polish. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, well, yeah. at the same time, though, it's like they're smaller, so you can't expect too much from it, you know. Yeah. So, I kind of well, I don't feel that bad, but I have some different opinion than you guys. Um, I do enjoy the indie games. Of course, you guys see me play a, a few of them, and. <laughs> Uh, I guess part of the biggest one that I played, you, you might be able to debate if it was indie or not, uh, Ori. But now it's not so much because it gained a lot of traction and it came out with a sequel and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if it would be really indie-ish. But, uh, and of course, the ones that Lemon, not Lemon, sorry, make Ori mentioned. I played a few of those. Um mm -hmm. I feel like a good amount of them have to put in more heart into their games so they would stick out. Because um, I've actually, there's a, if you just look on Steam, there's a ton of indie games. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel not as many that are being, well, obviously, but there's a more smaller percentage of ones that aren't making it versus that aren't making it um at least sales wise mm -hmm. and but i also uh, think that's also just more of just budgeting they just aren't able to advertise as much and they rely on the word of mouth yeah advertisement to people um or you know Hope hope that someone famous plays a, a Twitch person or something, and it gets picked that way or something like that, you know. Um, but I definitely enjoyed um, the heart and soul, I guess we're using that term, of the ones that have passed that boundary. Um, one that is older now, um, the Castle Crashers. Oh, um, you might not say it's indie because it was made by a whole 
internet page that was big at the time called Newgrounds. Um, but it, the page itself made the Kickstarter type thing that they used to fund it and um, they had music artists that were big on that page do music for it and everything it was kind of more of a community type game um but like the music's really fun and it just got really popular i mean bloodstain had good music um a couple other indie games like people say a hollow knight has amazing music and everything and then the art style is never the same um game to game with indie games and i also want to say that's because they're trying to stick out you know get that attention yeah. and there's also a lot of indie games that are kind of reverting back to the retro uh style i guess that's probably because they're low budget this so they have to settle for that too yeah which isn't bad there's some really gorgeous games by small teams oh, yeah definitely Yeah, what you yeah. guys said. <laughs> um, oh goodness, I was thinking of a game now that you reminded me. I'll I'll think of it and then I'll bring it up if I remember. Uh, By the way, have you guys ever heard of the Stanley Paradox? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar. That's about it. Yeah, it's kind of a bizarre game. So like, you start off as like just a first person. Like office worker, you walk in and there's like a narrator. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and you could choose to like ignore the narrator or whatnot. That is one indie game I think is really interesting, but it's not a game I really want to play that much. You know, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like for that, with that, with all the things I've said, like there's still some really crappy indie games out there, and there's some that just kind of rub me the wrong way. But and again, it's okay to. I think it's good for them to be creative and try to stand out because if you stand out, not everyone's gonna like it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, the worst. Uh huh. I think the worst are when it's not like an honest indie game. It's more just a cheap knockoff. Someone thought they could make money off of. Yeah. Like uh, Iron Pineapple. The for those of you who don't know, he's a YouTube channel that's famous for his Dark Souls videos. Like he makes Dark Souls look like a lot of fun. He's one of the reasons I bought it. But um, every now and then he's like some. Dark Souls like games. They're usually these really badly reviewed ones on Steam. You see oh some yeah, programmed they are. Like, yeah, <laughs> you see how badly programmed they are. How like badly thought out the mechanics are, and you're like, okay, this this was either someone who thought, hey, I have a great idea, I should try it out, and they just didn't put enough effort into it to make it fully flesh out i guess or they're just like hey maybe if we copy this popular thing we will make all the money yeah i think i know you're talking about there's one case where like it was a high school class that was trying to do it for an assignment oh really yeah but i'm not sure if it's the same one we're talking about but but yeah just because it's indie doesn't make it automatically good either yeah, yeah. i think that uh, well, I was I was thinking you. Well, you made me think there, Mako, about um, Dark Souls esque type games, and and I feel like they need to be careful for any creator of not oversaturating the industry, because I mean, yeah, they might have a good Dark Soul esque type game, but they need to remember that people are going to still put in 50 to 100 plus hours into that game. And so if you put out five at the same time, they are not going to spread those hours out. They're going to focus on what they enjoy the most. Yeah. like It's kind of like how last December, almost every game that came out during that time struggled because everyone was wait- saving up their money and time for Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then that didn't work out, so all the other games were, all the other teams were happy. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked at length about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for example, uh, 
Phoenix Immortal Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is a great game. I love it. Um, I still need to play that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My sister needs to play. Which game? Uh, I think you'll remember it. It's Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh yeah, that one. The the Greek one. Yeah. Um, so that one, I think everything points to it struggling a lot its first few weeks, mainly because it came out like a week before Cyberpunk. Mm. And then once Cyberpunk, you know, hit the ground, uh, suddenly Phoenix started doing really well. And like now Ubisoft's talking about how happy they are with the sales and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm glad I got that because it was half off on Amazon for a while. I don't know if oh, it is yeah. anymore. Really good steal yeah, for game. Yeah. Yeah, and Ubisoft's always having sales, so even if it's not half off now, it'll probably be like 30% off next month. That's true. So, but speaking so, of that game, oh, go ahead. Um, I just, I just wanted to go back to Dark Souls really fast. There's this yeah. artist. Uh, I, I probably will share it with you guys. That had a really fun art. I, I want to say if it was Demon Souls instead of Dark Souls. <laughs> and it has the character that you play and this girl that's at the hub uh, in that game that everyone kind of fawns over and everything. Oh, the Maiden and in Black? Yes. Yes. Um, and they kind of shipped the characters together. And it's it's really fun. Oh, okay, it's their their name is your freaky neighbor. And I'll I'll probably share them all with you too on our chat. And like <laughs> the guy proposes to her and everything and it's all cute. And it's just great. I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, okay. Something wholesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so this last thing I wanted to throw out is like I kind of like it when big developers kind of take on an indie mindset. Because it feels like every now and then some of the development teams within a big company will be like, hey, I have an idea for a game that, that's you know not one of our pre-established franchises. And they'll approach their, their boss about it. Boss will be like, ah, all right, here's a little bit of money. You can make it. And they actually make it. They end up making something really good. So like, Phoenix, I kind of feel like, was an example of that because they just came up with that idea while they were making Assassin's Creed Odyssey because they accidentally a glitch that turned all games into Cyclops. So, and... Not really? Yeah. So the dev team was like, you know what? That might actually be really fun. So they, I'm guessing, approached their boss afterwards and uh, just said, like, hey, we have an idea for a game and, you know, got a bit of money, so it all up and yeah i came out with that and it turned out great another example i think is star wars squadrons because with that one the dev team just said yeah we wanted to we were talking about tie fighter and x-wing you know the classic kind of fighter simulator games how much we loved them and we finally decided to ask ea if we could make one if we could make like a reboot of it so you know they put it together it only cost forty dollars plans for DLC and ended up being such a huge hit that they did release DLC for it and yeah I think like you were saying it's one of the best games EA yeah I remember you talking about playing with your your father and just how memorable it is I guess you could say what squadrons yeah yeah because you know you I think it's always been kind of a dream of fans, Star Wars fans, since the original trilogy to, you know, be in those ships. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why X-Wing and TIE Fighter were so big back in the day. And now they get to relive it. Yeah. I mean, now everybody's hoping they'll make a prequel trilogy version. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe the Mandalorian. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, Lemon, anything else? Nope, I think that's it for that topic. All right. All right, we'll move on with our last topic. Mako, would you like to start out 
start us off, please. Yeah. So this was actually something Lemon and I were talking about. So it's about uh, <laughs> games based off movies. And yeah, those have a history, really. Um, a history of suckage. Because I remember from the 2000s, well, as soon as video games became more popular, there have been like movie tie-ins. And some of them have been interesting. Most of them have sucked. So, and I fell into that trap when I was younger. Because after Transformers came out, I was like, oh yeah, there's a Transformers game. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> I yeah, remember that just, game. Yeah, <laughs> did you play it? Uh, was it for the PlayStation or for the Xbox? I think it was for both. Yeah, it was for both. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I played it on PlayStation. But yeah, it's like... It seemed like a lot of fun. You know, you're a Transformer running around an open world. You're Optimus. You're Starscream. You're Megatron. But then... They screwed up from there. It's like there's no replayability. There are some missions you can't even go back to after you finish them. So you can't play as those characters anymore. They're like the bonus features or that they touted or just a bunch of stills from the movie that you could watch at any time. So, yeah, it sucked. It was just a cash grab that they slapped together. Hmm. Megatron. I hope I haven't done with it. Yeah. But then no. again, uh, but then again, uh, I was a lot easier to please back then when I played on the PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation yeah. Switch. And I guess still had but, fun tearing around it. It was just like, after a while, I realized how yeah, it wasn't a game you wanted to keep. Like I remember, I gave it away to like GameStop and traded in for like freaking dollar or something like that. A <laughs> dollar. <laughs> something. Like I'd that, sell but... that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, one game. Um, well, the Star Wars games have been good. That's been based on movies, um, but they're not always particularly following scene by scene cutscenes of the movies. They kind of expanded a little bit on that, which has been good. Yeah. Um, I've all I've also played the you just said them. Not the Transformers games. Yeah. And I will say the ones that are based off the movies suck. Mm-hmm. All of them do. I've played all the ones on the 360. Mm-hmm. And there's like four of them. Oh, goodness. But there's two you... of them that are actually not bad. And because those ones, they may be about the movies. I've only seen the first movie. I'm not apologizing. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but the one where you are on Cybertron, and then I think you might go to Earth. I can't remember. But that one was actually pretty good. The fighting was pretty good and everything. It came out like in 2012, 2014. Like that, yeah. It wasn't bad. That one was good. Yeah. But then there's the complete opposite of the Iron Man games. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. I yeah. If you've seen my gamer tag on Xbox, you've seen that that I hundred percented the Iron Man game the first one um i was i was going through a period that i would uh, try to get all the achievements i could and so i checked that out from the library and went through it i you know there's times that it wasn't bad but it still sucked and i got all of it and then i tried the second game all the controls were different um the starting was totally weird the graphics were better, but they still they didn't look good. It, it wasn't a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell if it's actually like a good game or if it's just a cash grab. Yeah. I had a few like fun ones. I remember I remember like uh, Revenge of the Sith for Star Wars number three. I remember I really had fun with that one. Yeah, that one's good. And yeah, I really like that one. I think it added a lot to the story and like they actually put in really good like uh lightsaber. Um, mechanics 
yeah. vaccines with it. It wasn't just like, oh, uh, soft hit, um, hard hit. It was actually like a stab and jab, and you can make combos and whatnot. But anyways, another one I really liked was um, the Lord of the Rings. Um, yes. And- oh, yeah. Especially number two. Ooh. Those are like oh, yeah, a whole genre true. in and of themselves. <laughs> didn't you love? True. Oh, didn't you love how like they would show cutscenes in the movie and then it would transition into game graphics? Yeah, <laughs> that was so it's cool. So corny. so corny. You take that back. <laughs> but it's cool at the same time. I never yeah. beat that game though, because I remember I think the last and number two at least in Battle of Helm's Deep. I remember it was just so hard I never beat it. Mm. Nah, but. Maybe if I just try as an adult, I could do it. Yeah, you probably could, because oh, yeah. I remember playing that again. And there was, like, a fight arena. But the way that it kind of worked out, you could use that to, like, farm experience. And yeah. <laughs> you could just make your character super strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was the one where you play a Saruman, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, I like, a bonus that. character you can knock. Yeah, it's kind of just a reskin for Gandalf, though. Mm. But there, there actually is another uh, Lord of the Rings game. It's the Two Towers again, but it's for the Game Boy Advance. What? And yeah, it was it was okay. Um, it wasn't that bad for a Game Boy game, but there's this certain things that they couldn't really flesh out. In that game, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was more mediocre side. Yeah, it seemed like the video game or the video game movies or whatever they were, they kind of like died off a bit. I remember like for the PlayStation Two era and Xbox Three Sixty, there was like a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I remember playing like uh, Prince Caspian, like Narnia, a little bit. I didn't know that. that was a game. That yeah, I didn't know that was around. Yeah, that was the thing. It was kind of interesting. I, I didn't beat it, but yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, they kind of died off, it seems like. It seems like most of the ones I think of are like for the PlayStation 2 or for the Xbox. There's not very many modern ones. Maybe yeah. video games have gone so expensive and so like intense that it's really hard to like actually build. You can't just pull a cheap team together to build it anymore. It's really a big deal when you pull it together. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Oh, no. Oh. Well, I think customers are more demanding nowadays, too. Like, they demand quality. That's true. And plus, with the new, like, hardware um, stuff, that you can, the stuff that you can accomplish with the hardware, they expect it to be like that every time. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, this looks like an Xbox 360 game on my PlayStation 4. Like, why is it, you know... <laughs> You can't yeah. expect it all to stay at that same level. Yeah. I feel like indie games are the only ones that kind of break that um, that expectation. Like, what's oh, indie game? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel that uh, a lot of the games that they're putting out there are trying to give you kind of movie experience, cinema, cinema experience uh, with the cutscenes and just kind of how they write the stories out. Yeah, I think we have Uncharted to thank for that. Yeah. Very cinematic. Well, and also Final Fantasy. I remember Final Fantasy 13, where it has like a 20-minute opening cutscene. Ouch. It was like, okay, I could just watch this on YouTube, but, you know, (laughs) make it unskippable. And then there's freaking... Metal Gear Solid Five, where the entire prologue is like an hour long, and most of it's just you moving the stick around. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I got it as some kind of demo. I was like, well, the demo was long enough for me to figure out if I like it. <laughs> yeah, luckily it was on Game Pass, so I got to try it properly, and then I ended up liking it. What do you guys think about like those um those games that are more heavy on the story side? I guess we talked about it in the past, but yeah, just a random thought. Yeah. Well, what do you guys say? 
there's a difference though when there's movies that are made from video games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Have you seen the Street Fighter movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's whole new levels of campy. It's so Oh my gosh. I mean everybody loves the actor that plays the main villain because he actually put a lot of effort into it. He studied Mussolini to get an idea of how a dictator should talk. Talk. Yeah, and he actually played um, the dad in the Adams family too, which makes it even funnier. What? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I gotta look this up now. Yeah, it's like super corny, super campy, but a lot of people, it does have a fan base just because of that. So, and man, it came out in '94. Yeah, and Claude Van Damme is the main character. Okay. Uh, I I want you guys guess what the rating is on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie is. Thirty-two. Twenty-five. Thirteen. What? It made about triple its budget, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, about right. <laughs> it sucks yeah. but we loved it <laughs> yeah the budget was 35 million and the box office was 99.4 <laughs> oh gosh props Take to them Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no I'm sure Mortal Kombat had more success wait did that movie come out yeah it came oh, out last April yeah I was going to ask you Lemon if you saw it nah I was I figured I'll watch it when it comes out online for free or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're making... Heard go ahead. Oh, they're making another animated one. Oh, there you go. That one I'd yeah. be excited to see. I like the animated yeah. one. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, Scorpion's Revenge. I'd be willing to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, I like the animated one better because I've heard, from what I heard from the reviews, it felt like the. Mortal Kombat, the one that just came out, like the story makes no sense, but yet they put a lot of effort into like the action scenes. Like, yeah, mm. you can't expect that at the same time. Though. It's like I might as well just watch it on the the fight scenes on YouTube. You know, <laughs> just watch the yeah. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is it does have a fifty five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Yeah, hey, but I mean, <laughs> uh, I didn't check what it made. Sorry, did it make triple its budget? <laughs> yeah, I would say. But I will say um, the Mortal Kombat movie (laughs) or was it talking about the Mortal Kombat movie? Anyways. (laughs) It it does look good. Yeah. But. Yeah. (laughs) And there's the Monster Hunter movie which I still need to see just because it's Monster Hunter even though it looked like it was pretty bad. Oh goodness. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I meant I fully meant to watch it because even Bull Shark wanted to go see it. So oh, he did really. Yeah, yeah. I think we got too caught up with school because it was coming out like a week or two before finals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and also you reminded me. Thank you. Uh, our buddy Bull Shark, he he would say, "Don't trust the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. You always trust the trust the viewer score." The what True score? That. The viewer. Oh, yeah, the viewer score. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're not professional critics. And usually we don't agree with professional critics. Right. <laughs> and, like, professional critics gave Dor- Funding Dory a 94%. I would have given it an 84, maybe. The live but action the original. What? The live action Finding Dory? What? No. That- Wait, what was. No, no, no! Finding Dory. Oh, I don't know why. For some reason, my mind processed Finding Dory. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> I, don't no. I don't know why. I don't know why my mind processed that. Oh, my, my little small brain moment or brain fart moment. <laughs> I heard that one actually was decent. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even. I kind of forgot that thing existed. Did you guys watch Kim Possible growing up? Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't apparently have made... it. I didn't? Yeah. yeah, apparently they made like, a live action of that, but I, mean, I heard it was pretty terrible. Yeah, oh, I, saw, I saw an in-depth review of it. <laughs> it's like, 
a part where the bad guy is like, henchmen, come forth. And then is, oh, she go, like, says, no, hench women. And they're all just, they're all just women dressed as henchmen. So oh, gosh. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I heard, let's see, there's the Assassin's Creed movie. I heard that was terrible. Uh, it's all right. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. For some reason, my cousin wanted to watch it. I think it's because she had a crush on, like, the main actor. Oh, Michael Fassbender? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was thinking the character that played, just like, uh, that's based off for Ezio. I was like, oh, yeah, that's reasonable. Oh, yeah, Ezio's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I think my favorite um, movie that's based off a video game would be uh, Sonic, the, or Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that probably Detective one. Pikachu for me. Oh, yeah. I just haven't seen that one. Oh, that's right. You weren't... Oh. I forgot. Is nobody going to mention the Doom movie? Oh. No. Oh, which one? Because they're both uh, pretty... The recent Annihilation, I think. Oh, gosh. It's kind of fun just watching a YouTube reviewer just trash it. And just, it's really fun <laughs> watching that. And still, every now and then I watch that video of Doom Guy laughing at it. Oh, it cracks me up. Oh, yeah, that was great. But it's like, <laughs> why would you do a Doom movie and the strongest enemy is an imp? Oh, yeah. yeah right. Why would you Probably. take out Doom Guy? <laughs> I will say yeah, the first great. Doom movie at least was kind of clever because they had a part where they make it like a first-person shooter. Oh, really? Yeah. That With part the was Rock? Clever, at least. Well, yeah, wasn't The true. Rock the main actor in that movie? Um, I think he was the main bad guy. Yeah, he ends up being the antagonist. Oh, bummer. Problem with that movie though is that they aren't demons; they're mutants created by an ancient Martin Martian super virus or something. All right. Yeah. It doesn't follow the lore. Yeah. Yeah, and this you should have just he... made it own different movie. It probably would have done fine. Yeah. <laughs> On this one night, he's like, "This place is a hell for us," and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, that's a connection, sure." Right. Yeah. I want to say the movie, the video game movie that I've seen the most effort put into was Prince of Persia. Oh, that was pretty good. Well, I never played the video game, so I can't tell, but yeah, that one's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I played Sands of Time, but I haven't watched the movie. Um, but what I've seen, though, at least, is that it doesn't really follow the game story that well. But I think by itself, it's not bad. Oh, and speaking of that, there. They're coming out with the Borderlands movie. They wrapped up production. Oh, why? I'm sorry. Borderlands is... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, don't like, know it's too... It's too... loony to make a live-action movie out of it. I could see, like, a, some animated shorts or something, but... Yeah, that'd be better. And, like, someone... There's a kind of leak of the description for it. It's absolutely no story. Yeah, like... It has nothing to do with the game story. There's just, you know, a few characters that their names. But then they do have Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart and a bunch of other big actors. So there's that, I guess. Yeah, I hope they just do more of a short movie, a little side story, and don't push their luck. Yeah. Hopefully they don't take it up too seriously. Yeah. I don't know. So, I kind of agree. I hope they do short stories. Yeah, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. So, oh, <laughs> last thing I want to mention is there's also like almost a gameception thing. It's actually this Street Fighter movie. <laughs> they made the movie based off the game, and then they made a game based off the movie. Well, what? <laughs> Why? All right. All right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, in the original Mortal Kombat games, like the animations were done by photographing real people just doing poses and stringing them together to make it look like they were moving. <laughs> so they just did the same thing, but with the actors from Street Fighter, <laughs> the movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Okay. Yeah. That's actually really funny. Uh, did you guys hear that Smash is having a, 
uh, new character. Tekken. Tekken. Yeah, Tekken. Oh, yeah, Kazuya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's really fun. Have you played Tekken before? I've played Tekken, but I kind of want to now. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart strategy. I mean, marketing strategy, isn't it? So is Mad Max based off of a video game, or is the video game based off the movie? I have Wait. no idea. <laughs> Wait, what? Because apparently there's like a Mad Max video game, but I'm not sure which came first, the movie or the video game. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie came first? Yeah. Okay. okay. That one's actually not bad. Yeah, that's a pretty good ratings. I guess it's kind of making a comeback a little bit, because there was the uh, Terminator video game that came out recently that had good reviews. But Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's definitely not as big of a boom as it was in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind with um, retrying uh, some movies into video games again, because the recent ones haven't been horrible. Like, uh, it was first Alien Isolation, but then they did one based off the first Alien movie, and they did a pretty good job. It was just the ending part of the movie where you're trying to escape from the ship. Oh, yeah, it was like DLC or something like that. Yeah, but they did a pretty good job, and I wouldn't mind them uh, doing similar types of things for other movies. Yeah. I wonder how a Dead Space movie would turn out. There's two. There's two? Oh, oh I mean, like, yeah. that. oh, I don't know how live action would fit. Um, It'd they, probably be a very dark movie. Yeah, I don't think it would do that well. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, maybe not. But so, the appeal of Dead Space is like playing it yourself, I guess. Is that really much of a story? I mean, yeah. there's a story, but I'm not sure if it's really that much fun on its own versus actually playing it, you know? You know what I mean? It's like one of those stories that's like it's more fun to play through than it actually is, you know? Yeah, yeah, they definitely did it more for the... You, you play it for more of the suspense than the amazing writing. It's not horrible, but it's not amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the thing I like about Dead Space is like they made it really immersive. And yeah, hopefully, they, so. hopefully they'll do the same with the Callisto project. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. We should, hopefully something comes out talking about it um, soon. I would like to kind of talk about that again a little bit. Another yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Another time. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll call it good here. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for joining. It was pretty. Pretty interesting topics. We'll yeah. get this up as soon as we can. All right. Thank you all for joining. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.